Okay, here we go. After party 26. We're joined tonight by uh, our special guest, Mr. Chris Whitpan. Chris, Good how night. you doing? Hello, I just want to thank you for cutting my part out of the last three episodes. So I'm here and <laughs> yeah. and nobody really knows why, which I think is hysterical. But maybe the, maybe those tapes will come back, but who knows? It was pretty easy. I think, uh, I think Leland just cut your whole uh, line out. And then anytime you hear a pause from Bill, that's when you were speaking, right? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, so funny story that actually happened to me. I was uh, on an episode of Bar Rescue. Um, if you look back, and it was like in first season, I was brought in. I was one of the experts, and I filmed for a week straight. And you see me in the background twice. That's it. So I'm. Did you get paid though? Oh, That's what matters, rude. right? Oh, I got paid. You got paid. That's what matters. So if. If anybody can find me, it was uh, the Downies in Philadelphia episode was the one I was on. What's Bar Rescue? Uh, guy runs around and Gordon Ramsay's like the, uh, the the restaurant, but they tend to be bars first. Oh, I see. Yeah. John Taffer. Did they let you know you were going to get cut? <laughs> well, no, but when they brought me in, they're like, just so you know, it's a distinct possibility because I was like, there were four specialists, and I overlapped a lot with the host, the two the areas we were both working on. So it, I get it. I, I have no no butthurt, hard feelings about it whatsoever. But it was, uh, I get to say I was on a national television show now. That is pretty cool. That is cool. You were definitely on our show too, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm, now I'm international. <laughs> yeah, we, so we can expect our downloads to really shoot up after this episode, right? <laughs> it's possible. It's but this possible. time you didn't get paid, so sorry. <laughs> sorry. That explains why it didn't show up. TV's Chris Whitpan. We're good for it, I promise. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to talk about episode 78, Deadline, episode 79, Partial Truths. And episode 80, Motherload. Leland, you want to talk about any of those titles? They were uh, all basically dialogue-inspired. I mean, Deadline's pretty clear. Falsey is on a distinct t- clock now. Partial Truce kind of harkens back to a bit of the, the chat that Falsey and Shaft uh, had <laughs> after the events <laughs> of uh, Falsey's conversation with Isabella. And... Of course, 80, uh, finally, this party finds something they were looking for. <laughs> <laughs> we hit the mother load. <laughs> it, it did take a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I think uh, these were the ends of us sort of still being apart, right? We really weren't. We still broke up into different little subgroups, and uh, we're trying to find our way, maybe confiding a bit in each other a little bit more. Yeah, it's actually interesting, like, we kind of got a few different group-ups, too, right? It's not just, it wasn't strictly just Shaft Falls are in versus Shakara and Mia, which it feels like it has been for a while. Uh, we finally got some interplay between... Some um, inter-couple role Yeah, inter-couple, there you go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I do have to say that this, like, last, like, six episodes, all since we've been at 
this stupid godforsaken party honoring <laughs> Isabella Good. That More party that I've, you planned. It's been so frustrating. <laughs> All four of you just not telling each other things when it would make things go so much more smoothly if you did. How, how could you believe anything else was going to happen? Well, I know, I know. I've had my fucking head in the clouds thinking it would go a little more smoothly, honestly. <laughs> Mia's still pretty clueless. <laughs> well, that's true. No one, nobody still wants to talk to Mia. <laughs> well, she's the newest Slo- one. It's slow. It's slow. Yeah, it's it's coming. But it's like coming. that was the whole conversation with Falls Room. Is like, dude, I gotta trust somebody. So like, yeah, tell me, yeah. right? Fallsy opened up with Mia. I mean, it, it didn't spill every bean that I am holding with her, but. No, I mean, we beans. can talk we can talk about it too, but there's like there's a corner being turned when we find Elmar's journal. Yeah. It's a bit of a it, it does actually in the future it does serve to be a bit of a a binder for 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 the glue that the party kind of needed. But Chris, how do you feel being a list? Like do you feel frustrated when like one of the other players is like purposely avoiding information? <laughs> like <laughs> Well, it, I mean it's really like, I get it. Like, as somebody, I was just playing an RPG the other night, and it took us two hours to get through a single door. So I <laughs> I, I get it. Like, and it, it's got to be really difficult for you, especially, Leland, to kind of try and write something that will hopefully pull everybody together. Because there was a point, you know, when, when we started these three shows, you know, the, it, the party was literally at the juncture of... Either it's going to split completely or it's not. And, you know, you did a really good job because, yeah, it was it was frustrating. I'm like, come on, guys, get along. But then you think about it and like it's only been days. Mm -hmm. You know, how much would you really trust someone after days? Well, Shakara just tried to kill Falsey like hours ago. <laughs> well, I mean, but let's be honest. Who hasn't? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, at this point, everybody's taking a swing at Falsey. That's for sure. Right? Damn near to it. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just like from, from the very first one, you know, when, when, you know, Emily's first character just outright wax him hard. <laughs> you know, right. like, yeah, it's, it's always, he's always been the whipping boy. Yep. I think Gozer put me put me right down, didn't she? she <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. Uh, not yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Didn't you have to make like a saving throw on that one too? Uh, I think it was pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> that was after the Hank Appleby fight and Drew Call. Yes. Wow, that was a long ass time ago. <laughs> yes, that was. The tunnels. Yeah, down in the sewers with the with the darklings. <laughs> but I think unless you unless you take a swing at Falsey, Shaft isn't gonna trust you. Because I, I think I think that that's kind of the thing. He's like, all right, these people aren't complete nim skulls. They it's know like what's initiation. going on. It is. It is. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm very glad that Falzern can be part of the hazing process. <laughs> the, the sacrificial lamb. So yeah, I was going to ask. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Chris. What do you think about the relationships between the characters? Do you, especially? I want, I'm interested in how you feel. Shaft and Falzern are. Do you feel that there's a good relationship there? Do you think uh, that one's using the other or both ways? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, when when you lost, you know, your partner with Bryn, like she she was kind of your, your bud and your go-to. And when you kind of lost that, it was going to be interesting to see what you did with that. Um, and you kind of latched on to Falsey, I think, enough because I think you saw enough of the uh, – 
the questionable character that he has. And, you know, I think he shared enough with you that it made sense. Yeah. That you would kind of latch onto him like, well, you know, I'm going to hitch my wagon to his boat for a while because, and let's be honest, Falsey's also gaining in strength too, mm -hmm. right? So he's going to be a partner who can help you get stuff more. So I can see that, yeah, there's definitely a use angle. Like, yeah, he has a use. I'll I'll keep him along now that he can like do more than, you know, mage hand a magic missile. <laughs> do you can think he? he trusts Shaft? Um, I think he trusts Shaft, but I don't think Shaft trusts him. But I don't think Shaft trusts anybody. Yeah, Shaft doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's an opportunist. So like definitely. at the moment Bryn died, okay. You know, we got Danzig, we got this. Okay, Falzern. Exactly. Okay. And and now he's got a nice big fat bank account waiting for him, you know, when he goes back oh. to clean out Bryn's stash. That's <laughs> right. Do you think there's a, a split still? Or do you think there's a split between the Mia Shikara, Falzern shaft kind of? Uh, at the beginning of this set, absolutely. I think there was a huge rift. But I also think that the uh, the two newer characters are young enough that I think you are able to pull them in a little quicker than you might be somebody who's, say, a little more seasoned, a little older. So, And I right. think that that's kind of showing up, right? Like mm. you guys are genuinely including them in the process. You're talking to them. You're treating them like adults, which, you know, somebody in these age brackets would respond to with, you know, loyalty and respect. So, yeah. I think Shaft would have had no respect for Mia until we had that battle on the boat. When we had the battle on the Rising Two, I mean, the yeah. wings came out. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I I think Leland, if 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 I can put words in your mouth, I think that was trying to be the binding episode, and but it took it took until all the way at the end of this party to really kind of make the glue stick. Like you got it ready with that fight, but it it still was a struggle, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the the it didn't set very well among, amidst the seawater, I think, and it took a little extra more, <laughs> a little more time than I had anticipated. But, <laughs> but I mean, seasick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, like me, even just Mia's introduction uh, to the part, like to Shakara alone, was uh, a great binder to be able to introduce her in. Right, like I think we did mm -hmm. a great job of of injecting Mia into the circumstances, and I know. Um, she, Elena, you've kind of mentioned, we talked about last half party, I think it was, that uh, we've kind of really, we've yet to see more of how Mia's involvement, like how she's connected uh, in this yeah. crazy web that probably looks like a scary ghoul face by now. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> That looks like Falzern's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, not Bill's butt, Falzern's butt. <laughs> He's got a tattoo on there, Tenchi, you know. <laughs> we didn't we didn't tell you about that one. So <laughs> now I can't get Falzern's ass out of my head. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop stop at the shark. Stop yeah, at the okay, shark. that's right. Stop at the shark, go no lower. <laughs> There's a ghoul down there. <laughs> you know what? I if I could ask mm. anything of the fans is I, I want them to draw what they think Falsey's lower back tattoo <laughs> actually looks like. I want to see this shark tattoo done. Oh, fan and, uh, art. Let's go. Yeah, I totally need to see that. I can, <laughs> uh, I can get behind that. 
Chris, you, you draw, so I mean, we're going to expect an entry from you. <laughs> I'll put my spin on it. Yeah. This is part of the one drawing a day. Yeah, there's, there's the next Chris draws on YouTube. <laughs> But yeah, I think I pouted a little bit. Like, I think I pouted a little bit. Like, when's it gonna be about Mia? But you got me. It's all right. I got you. I got you covered. We're getting little strings here that are all linking all of the characters into a, a much bigger picture. I think that that's still a bit foggy and not clear. But I think Leland's doing a great job of getting little snippets here and there of of everyone having their character have some backstory or or however however they're involved with something bigger there's a there's a little mm-hmm. piece for everyone which is very cool well and i will say if you guys do one thing and you do it really well is i love the way that you introduce the characters when the new ones have come in i love the way that you kind of give them this vignette and it kind of starts out and it you know when you watch show TV shows and they started off with something completely off base, like to the point where you yeah, actually yeah. started fast forwarding thinking it was a commercial, right? Yeah, it's like a dream or something. Yeah. Right. The sequence just makes no sense with this show whatsoever. And then, you know, it's just it just starts. And I love the way that you kind of do that because it I think it really helps paint the picture of the new person. And whether whether Mia gels or not, we understand her and we understand her motives. Like now that she's making some of these decisions, now Elena, completely different story. I don't understand her <laughs> motives at all. But I was going to say, are you trying to tell Leland to kill more of us? No, but you know, it's it's not something I have ever witnessed in a RPG session, and my my play is very light, so I, I'm not a great person to ask. So to be able, from a new person perspective, and somebody who's trying to follow this troop, you know, you're worried about what was going to happen, and uh, you know, I think Thuft kind of prepared us for it, and then I think when you kind of brought it in, I, I think it felt very natural the way you did it, and it was kind of fun to see those little vignettes. I think Shakara, like an Emily, Emily's take on Shakara with the narration started that. So then mm-hmm. she narrated, right? And then I decided, okay, I'll narrate. Mm-hmm. And then even like, even Shaft's like kind of half his, his full episode of backstory, you know, I kind of like that better than just like, oh, this is my life. Here's my backstory. I'll, I'll post it online if you want to read it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I... <laughs> right. Right, but I think it really helps because it it that kind of needs to be something that needs to be flexible. And I think if you start a show thinking this is my ironclad backstory, but it doesn't allow any room for the storytelling narrative to kind of shift things a little bit to make some things happen that otherwise wouldn't. And I totally get that, and I love it. Well, thanks. Thanks. I I agree. I've I've really really enjoyed whenever someone has put some time into i guess i guess Falsey's the only person who hasn't had uh, had one of those but that's all right the whole story revolves around you brother <laughs> <laughs> i'm not at all jealous but it it adds a lot of layers that you can peel back to these characters and gives them a lot of depth makes them a lot more believable i think when you when we've taken the time to do these episodes so i'm i'm glad we've made that decision like, I'd love to go back and kind of revisit, like, your relationship 
with your uh, your friend who became the dark side, the deep scion. Like that might be fun to kind of see. Yeah. But you know that might be something that you know for a storytelling vehicle like Leland has in the back bag. Like, hey, we'll break this out later to kind of maybe see if you could spot that that change, that shift in his life back mm-hmm. once upon a time or something. That's what I'm loving. Falzerin, Brindle, and his wife are sitting around the table playing some board games and, yeah. you know, just yeah. kicking them back, having a good time. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they're quarantined. The, the plague is running through the village. Maybe we find out how Brendel or when Brendel becomes the scion because that's Falzerin's biggest question. Yeah. Well, see, the, the thruple of Falzerin, Brendel, and Catalina were skinny dipping one late night in the ocean. Well, and oh. Brendel went under and didn't come up for a little while. <laughs> but eventually he surfaced. <laughs> we were just watching what's her, we were just watching his wife and she was smiling, so with that we just made assumptions. Oh, <laughs> oh this is an after party. <laughs> now it's an after party. <laughs> Leland's here, the sleeves come off. I mean, you know, the sky's the limit. Awesome. Okay. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, let's get to the actual episode. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a lot of breakup. I mean, 78 was started in the library a little bit. Well, it started with Shaft dancing with Natalie, uh, having a little fun there. Um, really didn't lead to anything in these episodes. So, uh, no, you know, when I was editing, I messaged you as I was editing like late night and I missed an opportunity to yeah. make Natalie Catalina and have yeah. Chef oh, no. be dancing Ooh. with Catalina. Oh, I'm kicking mm. myself for missing Dang. that opportunity. That would have been that good. would have been a great. The twist. listener yeah. never knew they wanted it till you just said it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but like that would have been me really injecting this forced RP moment with, with Falzern's character, and I at the time I I didn't want to do that. I mean, there's so much other shit going on at the time. Like it was just like would have been one more thing. I think that would have toppled the toppled the woodpile maybe, but. <laughs> Well, Falsey may have been able to catch Shaft's eye without being seen by Catalina, and Possibly. probably would have would have tried would to have do tried, that. To yeah. be honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Falzern's not not looking forward to that conversation. Well, Falzern, how how do you think your talk with Isabella went? Oh, swimmingly. Um, <laughs> I I left it feeling like it was a lot of progress was made. Um, her verdict was very fair and compassionate. <laughs> I didn't listen. I yeah. know that's a lie. Oh, I was going to say for the listener, uh, he said we could all listen, so I've I've heard it. Yeah, it's it took something out of you. It it yeah. sure did. <laughs> Knock the wind right out of your sail. Yeah, I left a little bit less of a man. <laughs> Is he could do that to a man? Even the strongest of men. <laughs> <laughs> you either you either leave an interaction with Izzy feeling like there's a bit more wind in your sails, or <laughs> or really down. Yeah, it's not. only highs and lows with Isabella. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna say. I say. I think Shaft left her wanting more, and back in uh, Zexa, mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> that was a long yeah. time ago too. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time Shaft made a charm roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. The thing that stuck out to me about your conversation, Bill, that you let me listen to was like, I am pretty sure Erica's dead. I'm pretty sure. Like, we're pretty sure. And then she was like, maybe. And then by the end of it, she was like, Erica's alive. <laughs> okay, I know she is. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of news. there was a lot of beating around the bush, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like Falzer had uh, some extra information that uh, I don't know. I guess you kind of you utilize a little bit in that conversation, but like 
It falls and seemed very neutral to me in that conversation. It was a lot of, well, whatever you think's best, Izzy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, I mean, but let's let's be honest here. If she's got him by the balls, right? And we could think that you know, yeah, Bill Bill overheard this thing, right? Um, or Falsey overheard this this argument. But I think that the, he would, you know, he would try and really cover his. But and I think the best way for him to do that would be proactive and say, hey, I saw you here. I'm here. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think he would proactively try to get out of it as, you know, as quick as possible, especially since he got to listen in at the door some. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I did not know how you communicated with Izzy till I heard that, like the stone thing. Yeah. Is it a jewel or whatever? Yeah, it's like it's like an iron just very it's like a communicator you just tap it and yeah, start talking it's just like an iron token that that's sunken into my chest it's in your chest well it, it the iron token went into this sort of like what would you describe it as Liam? like a at the time i think when you got it we described it as a scabulet because of the way isabella formed it <laughs> mm. oh yeah <laughs> she Ew. peeled off this yeah she of peeled off the scab off of her skin and <gasps> Form oh. this amulet thing and put Ew. it in the Falzerin's oh. chest. Oh wow, she uh, she so really nasty. manipulates flesh. That is disgusting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this iron token that I that I had used in the past to communicate with her, the one that Gozer tried to throw away. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it it went into this scabulet, which then like <laughs> sunk into my chest and became part of me more or less. So you should have let Gozer throw it away, is, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I I think she would have found another way to make it happen. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so how many days do you think you can live losing hit points? Uh, Well, it depends on the rate at which I lose hit points. <laughs> is it exponential? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't know yet. But yeah, I think, I think I'm happy with with what Falzer and said and how he approached it. Like he, he didn't really immediately give away a whole lot, but he also wasn't really trying to, he wasn't really deceitful. So I wasn't, you know, throwing any gas on the fire. If Isabella has mistrust for Falsey, I maybe could have tried to get more information out of her, but it, you're kind of going into a, a situation where you're holding no cards and and Izzy's holding all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just love the uh, juxtaposition between how nice Isabella is with Shakara and Mia in the previous episodes, <laughs> and how mean she is to Falzern. Yeah, She's just so merciless. Mean to oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like almost felt bad role playing it, but. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a minion who's not being minion. Totally. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Chris, as a listener, I don't know, has has uh, Falzerin heeded any of the advice that Shaft has given him on all the off-mic stuff? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting that impression. <laughs> I think Falzy's slowly developing into be more be more of a more of a cunning person who's not necessarily always deceitful, but trying to keep things a little bit a little bit hush hush and not not reveal everything but it's it's his it's it's been his second nature to be a 
um, forthcoming and, and honest person his whole life. So it's not going to change overnight, right? Yeah, right. That makes sense. Right, but we can definitely tell he he now has a dark streak that he's having to balance and fight a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And as you lose friends, you're getting a lot more selfish, you know. Yeah. I mean, your selfishness is why we're in the predicament we're in at the end of these episodes. <laughs> right. Um, Pretty much the last 20. Like, let's be honest <laughs> <that's> actually, here. <laughs> and it's, it's actually really funny. It's a mix of his his affinity and desire to have more power and more magic. And also that has kind of gotten into a situation where he's in a bit of a life or death situation now. So he's just scrambling to do whatever he can to survive basically. But you're also kind of like a college student who's just buying everything on credit, right. knowing that I'll be powerful enough someday to deal with this. Yeah. But right now I can't, you're like, you're buying it all on power credit. Yeah, that's true. That's a good example. <laughs> no, I I think Falzern's he's trying it. He's trying it to heed Shaft's advice, but yeah, definitely not. He's nowhere near as adept as Shaft is at at keeping a secret secret and and being manipulative to people like Shaft can do. So, as honest as you come across, what do you think? Shakara just does not trust you in any mm. way. Well, um, I think I've heard things that other people haven't, hmm. but I, I know a bit more about why Shakara does not trust Falzerin. And I don't think you can talk your way out of that, right? We'll see. I don't think so, because it, it it's, you know, in Shakara's mind, right, it's got to be one versus the other. And, you know, one she believes and one she just has no reason to. She's yeah. very black and white on yeah. well, about I mean, everything. There's very good incentive to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like John's line where, look, sometimes we can do good all the time, but sometimes we have to flirt the line. Like we, yeah, right. I love that little speech in like the third episode where you're kind of like, we, we, we need to find a common ground here because this is not a black and white party. Yeah. <laughs> we operate in a lot of graver area here. I think one of the main things Shaft was trying to do with Shakara was, it doesn't matter how much I talk. I have to show her. Right. To convince her. And that was the whole part uh, with Isabella's bodyguards, right? Yep. And that's coming off of Shakara having a talk with Isabella where Isabella made Shakara feel better about her situation. So it was going to be hard to believe anything bad about Isabella right then without firm proof you heard what you needed to hear from exactly yeah yeah i don't think we came away from that interaction of when i pulled the glove off to show you that he was stitched together and and it was probably an abomination i don't think we came out of that with you fully convinced even though i think it made you question it made me question but shikaru is firmly in denial about (laughs) everything that she did not want to believe (laughs) yeah and then isabella lied to Falzerin as well about the conversation that Falzi had completely overheard because Falzi asked Isabella about if Isabella had any idea why Shakara might be so untrusting and, and suspicious of Falzerin and Isabella said no I, I don't I have no idea oh. which was a complete lie. Now do you expect the backlash here because you know John has John's trying or let's say Shaft is trying to make the case that She's bad, right? That 
Eric, that she's completely horrible, her sister's horrible, and everything. And you're trying to make that point to Shakara. But then Falsy turns around and he's in league with her. So there's still even, like, even what you're trying to do is counter to Falsy's case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's even more reason to believe that Falsy's bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's going to go too well, but, you know. I think Shaft tries to always put himself in a position where no matter what goes down, he's got at least a way out, right? Right. And I think sort of aligning a bit with Shakara and aligning a bit with Falzerin. And, you know, with Mio, I think we're still trying to establish that relationship. But, you know, I think Shakara even says something, I, I hope it was in these episodes, to Shaft about what would you do if you found out that Falzerin was the reason for all the bad things that were happening? Would you put him down, or would you would you back me? Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm going to say yes, right? <laughs> but you say yes to anybody. <laughs> I say whatever I need sure, to say to be sure. able to gain that trust. Right. But I I think in general, uh, Shaft doesn't care what if Fal- I don't even think Shaft really cares if Falzerin's a deep scion or not. You're kind of the Ferengi of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is interesting is that Sh- Shaft had. Two private conversations with Balzer and Anshakar, but essentially saying the same thing to both of them. That's right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, how telling is that of the the maybe the duality and the, and the kind of mindset these Shakar and Falzer and find themselves in right now, unbeknownst to each other, of course, because nobody talks to anybody. So <laughs> right. there's gonna there's zero resolution, right? Strength in numbers here, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would argue that part of the power that Shaft has over everybody is the fact that they don't talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it probably true. works in your favor. Absolutely. I think Shaft is a is a better guy than he gets a rap for deep down. I think he's been through some crap and has learned to protect himself by not getting too attached to people, but I I don't think do you remember when he like flew out of that cave and left you all there? Do you, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that was a survival. He's definitely yeah. looking out for number one, but I, he's Always. not heartless either. We were we were watching something the other day, Emily. I can't remember what it was. It was on YouTube, and it talked about Han Solo and his moment in the first Star Wars where you saw him come in at the end and he uh, you know, let Luke take that shot, right? Right. He came back. Nobody expected him as a scoundrel, as a bad guy, to come back. It was totally against what everybody believed his character was. And then he did the right thing and came in and saved the day. That's from the beginning. I've sort of said I wanted a Han Solo-like character type of thing where you don't know if you can trust him or not. But when the chips are down, will will he be there or won't he is is the question. Right. But there's been a lot of table play and a lot of chips hitting the table and he kind of has it, so he's really waiting for his moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good point. <laughs> Some of the girls talk about in the library. Uh, girl talk, you know. Which Secret boys libraries. we like this week. Our favorite color of lipstick. Oh, oh I was telling the truth. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can't see Shakara or Mia talking about either of those things. Yeah. No, we were looking for the uh, supposed secret entrance to a secret library. Shakara doesn't want to doesn't want to tell Mia what she talked to Isabella about. 
doesn't want to talk about what's wrong, but she wants to tell me that she knows there is indeed word of a secret library. So I shared something. She's heard things. <laughs> so what's Mia think about these these other people that don't seem to be sharing anything with you, but you're you're hanging with us? I mean, did you listen to me and Falzerin's conversation or no? Mm-mm. Okay. So Falzerin and I, essentially, I don't think you would have heard or learned anything new. Like, he essentially tried to convince me to trust him over Shakara. And if <laughs> I trust, and if I trusted Falzerin, that means trusting Shaft. Interesting. And if I trust Falzerin, that means not trusting Isabella. And we did a whole talk in different circles, and I was like, "You gotta give me something, cause I got you, Falzerin. I got you, Shakara, and neither one of you are really giving me anything. So I need someone to tell me something honest and earnest and true to go on." And like. I did a good insight insight check on Falzerin, and I went with it. So I trust Falzerin. I trust Shaft because I trust Falzerin. And I think Isabella's bad. But I do, I'm kind of, the, the jury's out on the Isabella one still until the end of the episode where I see the journal. That's what I was talking about because she was so nice to me and backing me up about the Kraken that I just wanted to believe she was good. And I think Falzerin was fair as well. Like, he defended himself and and said that, you know, yes, he's involved with Isabella, who's bad, and, and maybe that's why someone thinks that Falzerin is bad. And then he, he also said that, you know, Shaft is out for number one, but deep down isn't a bad guy. And and it said that Shakara is really confused and not know doesn't know what to think but her ultimately she, she her heart's in the right place and she wants to do the right thing and falzerin did tell me um emily that you know an ancient god or deity contacted you which you had kind of hinted at you said higher power about trying to kill falzerin and um yeah if it makes you feel any better shakara didn't tell anybody anything it wasn't just you it was everybody. She didn't tell anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think... I think Mia is just like... Whatever I keep saying, I think it is day three or at least three nights together. So day four or whatever. With this group trying to like address this Kraken. Hoping that these Tritons can help. Finds herself in a magical keep with wizards. And it's just like so far out of her comfort zone that she's like... Someone tell me the truth right now. <laughs> like, And that, and Chris, I think I liked your comment about her being young. Because I did feel like in these episodes in The Keep, like all of them, Shakara and Mia both acted kind of young. Yeah. And, and, you're, and you're young and even to a point like, like I think Shakara has experience and she comes from a, a huge social group, right? Where I kind of feel you're very young, sheltered, and naive, especially coming out of your backstory with like your parents not even telling you what you were. So, you know, I think that just kind of enforces how kind of naive and kind of fresh that that you know, that character is. Very green. Super green, super fresh. Um, I've been wanting to play her more cocky than I have been because like she thinks she's all that because she's so fresh. But she's also out of her element. So she's going to be a little super, guarded. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that, that comes through. It really does. So the library had nothing, go figure, as all libraries <laughs> in Heraklion. Well, you didn't find it. Let's put it that way. 
Yeah, we didn't find it. Well, I don't think there was anything to find in that library. No. Well, we did find a place. Eventually. We sure did. I mean, third time's a charm. That's what they say, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was frustrated with the well, how I was going to play it out with the library, Al- Alamar's library, mm-hmm. right? Because... You guys may or may not know. I sort of knew. I was so frustrated when I found out you are Shaft already knew where that freaking bookcase. Ah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, the the frustrating. I, I sort of let that play out, right? Because yeah. Shakara actually found the uh, entrance to it. She did. So yeah, she did. There was That's no. Right. Uh, so the, yeah, I Shaft I was, was playing uh, dumb. Is what he was doing. <laughs> That's right. He did, he did, he I did mean, good. you didn't have to like go straight for the spot, but you could have found it a little sooner than what I did. <laughs> I, I think I would have. I think I was going to find it before we left, but I was going to let that be. Certainly the last didn't option. seem like it. Listen, John enjoys a good squirm and show. So yeah, uh, <laughs> the thing that I didn't know how I was going to play out, and and the episode actually ended uh, with us going down into. Uh, well, we stopped playing right when we went down in there, right? We stopped and we went into the bouquet and uh, Shaft and Shakara went down into the hallway. And I know because I thought about that between play sessions a lot on, oh, what am I going to do when we turn the corner? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, because I can't really say much because the jig would be up, right? I already had, would, you would know I would have been there. Right. Um, I wasn't sure how that trap worked. Right. We took some damage. <laughs> <laughs> for you me to keep that secret. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but that damage was a hell of a lot more than I thought we were going to take. <laughs> that was a little harsh. So wait, you knew where that trap was? The I knew there place. was a trap. I knew there was something. Were I you trying to that. make her go first because you knew about it? Or? Um, I don't I don't know. I think she went first, but I, I was looking. I don't think we... I didn't think it was going to be that kind of a damage dealing thing. I thought it might be something that would keep us from entering, right? Like uh, some a, some kind of a spell that would lock those doors where we couldn't get in. I didn't necessarily know it was going to be a damage dealing trap. Um, but once <laughs> once we found out, <laughs> then I had to figure out, you know, what what the hell am I going to do at this point? We're just not going to go in, right? And then when uh, Falzerin and Mia came. And joined us. I thought maybe there's some way we can find this uh, this trap and disarm. Us joining you was hilarious. The way that <laughs> Leland funny. narrated it. So Leland, what was going through your mind over this whole that whole part? You know, I knew something. Yeah, and I was I was uh, I was very curious as to how you would uh, handle it. And I mean, I knew that trap was going to go off. Like. <laughs> You were gonna walk into it. Like, there's no, there's no way you were like, wait, wait, wait a second. I have something to tell you before you take two more steps forward (laughs) (laughs) and get a face full of whatever the hell's gonna happen right now. (laughs) Well, we did both do a check, and neither one of us rolled well, so we did not see the. uh, That's right. That's right. You were you you did fail the you you were below the DC to detect it. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know where that trap was. If I would have rolled well and found it, I would have said. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. Absolutely. What's that? Absolutely. But unfortunately, we rolled like crap and <laughs> so we took some damage. Oh, and I don't know how, how much you want to, like, if you want to tell the rest of the party about 
your little skirmish down there. Um, the only thing I'll say was I knew enough to know there was blink dogs, and I did bring that up when we walked into it. the room. Yeah, I said. Yeah, you pretty, I think what I said that was, some was bullshit. Ex- oh, I overheard. I did. I said, hey, talking about some <laughs> dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how well, did you know about it if you didn't overhear it? My fear was we were going to walk in that room, and Shakara was just going to go out and kill those zombies right straight out, right? Because that was that's how she is. And I thought, oh, crap, this is going to turn out really bad. She's going to run in a room, start killing those zombies. The blink dogs are going to come, and this is all going to go to hell really fast. So that's when I sort of said, hey, wait, you we got to be really said. quiet. What's that? She said exactly what you told her, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. That was a good quote. It was good. What was it? Sometimes you got to do the wrong thing for the right reasons or something I, like that? Yeah. Yeah, well, basically I wanted her to, there could be something wrong, but you don't have to act on it, right? And I I think that was, hey, the, when we went in the room, it was, I think I said something effective, we don't want to take anything or let anybody know we were here. Right. And if you go kill them right. as you want to, that's going to, he'll know we're here. going to be a bit of a clue. So Chris, what were you thinking? Because you knew what John knew. <laughs> oh, it it was just give me some popcorn. I want to see what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, I totally forgot about the trap too. Oh, really? Yeah, I totally forgot about the trap. And uh, I remember the zombies and the dogs. And I'm like, oh, this is he. We're going to go down here, and like, you know, you're going to get another crack at this and see what happens. But I was like, that it could get ugly if those everything comes alive at one time. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that those kind of situations, the listener goes is listening, going, "Oh crap, what's he going to do?" Yeah, why did they split the party again? <laughs> well, we always split the party. Now, so John, had you had you actually made it past the trap before? Um, I guess at this point, with uh, I don't know, Leland, what do you think we should? I don't think I don't think there's anything now that they don't know that you the reason the reason i ask is i'm just wondering how how did you make it past the trap and then i was invisible oh so the trap doesn't trigger if you're invisible no i followed alamar down alamar disarmed the the ward the trap that he had set up and i followed him all the way in yeah gotcha and uh yeah i i knew everything was there Right. So you knew Alamar was bad this whole time, almost. No, I I didn't know Alamar was bad. I knew Alamar had a secret library. He had a weird right. zombie fetish. You knew the books were there? I was, and I I said this on the last, last after party, we kicked you guys off mic. I wanted to steal that journal. Ooh. But I was so afraid that my invisibility was going to end that I bolted out of there before... I had the opportunity. Right. I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know what he was reading. I didn't know if he was bad. I still was under the impression he was trying to hide these books from others um, right. until we read it. Because I couldn't read it anyway. So this makes me ask Leland, like, what the – you now have <laughs> somebody who runs around. They can be invisible. And then Shaft can pass – you know, he can cast without a trace. So, like – they can almost go anywhere they want with impunity for like 10 minutes. Like, like how do you write that and still make it challenging and not like give away the beans? 60 minutes. Yeah, Chris. a whole hour. Well, I think that uh, I'm very fortunate at the dysfunction of the party because <laughs> if, if, like legitimately, if they worked uh, a little more cohesively, 
then everything would fall apart. But I can rely on on the heavier <laughs> role play aspects that instead of being uh, a challenge like through combat, uh, mm-hmm. it's a challenge through role play. And I think that's what we have always kind of enjoyed as part of our show Good. more than just combat. But that is a very valid point. It's yeah, it's it's especially they're getting higher levels, and it's like it's hard. It's really hard. Like like, were you hoping the dogs would wake up when he was trying to tiptoe by them the first time? Like because oh, there was boy. there was a check. <laughs> there was a check, and I don't know what would have happened if they had woke. I mean, they still wouldn't have seen him. They would have had to kind of track him. I don't know what Jeff would have done then. I assume just hightail it the fuck out of there. <laughs> Yeah, I had my running shoes on for sure. <laughs> so, so like it's that was when that was at the end of the meeting with sh- me and Shakara and all of the elders, right, in Alamar's office. And when you all left, Alamar stuck behind in his office. That's kind of the timing. Mm-hmm. So, Falzern was eavesdropping on Shakara uh. while Shaf is doing that stuff for the rest of you. That's that's what the timing was. So, he was under the effects, the, the lasting, the last of the effects of your invisibility that you first cast Falzern, like six episodes ago episodes ago now yeah so yeah his time was running out uh much like your time was running out when you were kind of listening to shakara which yeah like john said definitely played a factor in some of his decisions and uh basically all, all shaft saw was alomar go down there there's two instances in which alomar waved his hands obviously the first was that little trap at the corner and the second was the uh just getting rid of the alarm spell that was up in the kind of the center of this room that falls and tripped. <laughs> yep. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Then we almost made it out. Oh, so close. Man, oh, man. But those those scrolls just were calling. Yeah. And, you know, Shaft didn't take them the first time because Shaft didn't want anybody to know he was there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, the gig is up at this point. We've already stolen his journal. We've stolen books. So, like, might as well steal those scrolls as well. Steal everything you can get your hands on. Yeah. Walk right through the middle of the room, you know. Of course. Yep. So basically, for Lister, the map was like maybe this like 30 by 30 foot square room. And the alarm spell is only like a 20 foot cube. So there was literally like this five foot path around this room that you were doing a really good job at, at you know, unknowingly sticking to mm-hmm. as you were <laughs> creeping through the room. But then, man, just had to make a break for those scrolls. <laughs> yeah. There's no way of knowing where that alarm spell is going to be. Though. Of course. It's, of course. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, well, I guess Wand of Secrets might have helped a little bit. But. Uh, Wand of Secrets wouldn't have detected alarm. No. Oh, alarm's, no. alarm's not a trap. Um, uh, I wouldn't, yeah, okay. your, your Wand wouldn't have detected that. You would have had to, like, detect magic to be able to see it, I think. Right. Which I don't have. Right. I think, you know, the placement of that alarm spell makes more sense if it was right at the door and not let anybody actually get into the room. But right. <laughs> for, That's you know, thinking. for for story's sake, <laughs> the placement might have been tweaked a little bit to give the players <laughs> a bit more agency in that department. So You gave us a chance? What? I love that we, we had the possibility of not triggering it if, if you know based on what decisions we make if we had knowing that shaft and Falzern would go after the stuff yeah yeah i exactly. i have no idea what your characters will do we have, <laughs> we have proven that time and time again that i have constantly thrown off guard by what the, the choices that you as players decide sometimes 
Did you, Leland, have other books ready for us on the shelves? Because we really went over the desk. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Is is that the next episode? Am I already off? Um, no. No, we no. went, we yeah, went yeah. to the library, you, right? You, yeah, you, okay. got, you got other books from we the shelves. We books. Yeah, 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 you found some stuff. We're down there for so long, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, obviously the books on the desks are important. Well, I mean, there's lots of books down there. They could all be important. But that's what I'm saying. Were you prepared for us to potentially be like, what's this one? What's this one? What's this one? For hours? Well, I, I didn't have like 300 books <laughs> prepared <laughs> for you to rifle through. It's exactly what I was asking. It's a very quick Google search. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the care and maintenance of blink dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Volumes 1 through 12. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so happy to find that library. Like, it was bugging me so much that you couldn't find what you wanted to find in her. No, you all did a great job of, of getting to it and discovering. Absolutely. You, you, the four of you earned that discovery, uh, hands, like, hands down. That was all all the, 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 the hardship and, and annoyance through just the, the lack of knowledge at the knowledge center and all that stuff. Uh, no, it was very good. I mean, there was a, a very distinct possibility that you just never found it. <laughs> like, you could easily have not found that, that is library. so crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Also, Bill, I'm sorry, but I didn't really want to grab Falzerin's robe, and oh, yeah. it became a thing. <laughs> Who does? Who does? <laughs> How else? Is he? He, he, he does have a, a scabulate embedded in his chest god that word is so gross it probably smells a little bit it's probably a little bit gangrenous yeah a little infected well it is now it's just like mia's not the touchy-feely type and i don't think fire breathing shikara is either so like when a guy is like grab my robe i'm like no thanks (laughs) it's just practical i mean otherwise you're gonna have this big (laughs) armor laden person bump into the back of you and make a huge noise when you're sneaking and probably knock Falzern over with his athletics, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite parts of uh, invisibility is when we walk apart and then come back together. <laughs> From a roleplay perspective, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I always think to myself, it's what like would you. I be like if I'm walking around and I can't see somebody and all of a sudden they start talking? Yeah. Scare, scare the crap out of me. It'd be terrifying, yeah. <laughs> or trying to work together. Right? Yeah. Suddenly you're looking over at the other side of the room and a book disappears. <laughs> uh, yeah right. <laughs> so um, so Chris, on this desk in this library, what was the number one book or subject that you wanted to be there, and was it there? I I really want something to kind of call back to the towers and what might be going on there, like mm. what what like kind of what's causing that. Maybe like um, maybe some maps or something that might call you know kind of give you an overview of of something whether he's tracking it or causing it tbd but you know that's that's what i'm kind of kind of hoping for do you have any theories theories on the towers <laughs> like you know when we found out from tenderman that he's making these things for the towers yeah. uh any theories there we're we're open <laughs> yeah no we'll add <laughs> we'll it to our ideas. Leland, Leland, close your ears yeah yeah right everybody dies whenever they go into towers now um yeah now's our favorite part of the show where chris comes out and gives leland ideas (laughs) it's like veggie tales 
so are they and and it's interesting right it's are they something that's kind of somebody's trying to create to hold something back so they could have a a good quality to them perhaps um like blurg lurkly could have been totally like trying to defend the realm uh you know by putting these up and trying to stop a blight or is it the exact opposite where they're completely benevolent and trying to call things in and you know make the blight happen and spread so you know i don't even we don't i don't even think we know if they're really good or really bad we just know that somebody wants them figured out and is willing to pay for it but that could just be a financial it's hurting my business because we're losing crops and i'm blaming i'm blaming these watchtowers for it yeah i mean this was 30 years ago that somebody in the lakely family had these uh these plans drawn up to build these things right yeah was it a prep like you know let's get you know were they really preppers and just trying to know that like this cycle thing happens every x amount of years and they need to fight it back like what's like i i don't know i think the interesting thing is we learned the names like diggers yeah obviously there's something that digs and they're being protected by these snakes, and you know, we're you know we need these cubes to be able to get into the blue light. It's mm-hmm. very uh, cryptic, and and the only thing we really learned, I think, on Heracleon that sort of brought the towers back into play that is that Isabella has something to do with, uh, you know, Samuel Cultus. Right. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, so that that's what I was. I was just kind of thinking that there might be. You know, when I heard that and Isabella's coming back, I'm like, oh, is this now going to be where, you know, the story's going to start slowly coming back together a little bit, you know, and all the side quests kind of have little click in moments and you make it go, oh, now that makes sense and things like that. Like, I don't I know. Hope so. I mean, right. we have the Neogi. We still have the flowers up in uh, Mount Necrosis. Still have the sludge. I mean, there, there's still a lot. Oh, I think the man. sludge the is. Black ooze. The black yeah. ooze was the, pretty much for the, the blood from Kralakina. Yeah. So okay. I think that's been sort of. I mean, I mean I don't we don't know why it's. Understood, but not dealt with. Right, right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and not really fully understood either. I don't think. Like, yeah, it has some qualities that we don't understand fully yet. We've yeah. seen what it can do with the rabbit, <laughs> and somehow it thuffed. <laughs> yeah, it was involved in this Kralakina business, but how exactly it works and how it's created, not certain. And we don't even know if it's still there. Yeah, we haven't been back to that lake. True. It's true. We have a map with a bunch of spots on it out in the ocean with the uh, Rising 3 subship. Yeah. That brings up another talking point I wanted to mention. Um, Shaft um, voiced some theories of his own in these episodes, talking about how there was explosives on uh, um, the Rising Starfish 2 and then the Rising 3, which was piloted by Surma who is probably in leagues in league with Erica attacked the rising starfish two and the rising starfish two may have been, um, may have been those explosive may have been for Isabella. So you've got two sisters who are fighting with each other possibly. 
Right. And if they're fighting, then doesn't it lead one to you automatically make the assumption, well, if one's evil, then one's good. Right. Right. I think that that's kind of your natural assumption. And I thought for a second there, you know, you're like, oh, well, Erica is definitely the evil one. And you're thinking, well, Isabella, oh, you know, maybe she's not quite so bad. And then you're like, "Mm, no, she kind of is. She bad. She bad. (laughs) She bad. And we have a whole hunk of the story we haven't really even dug yeah. into, which uh, is Jessica, Jessica back at uh, Picture. Picture. Yeah. And the Freaking Jessica. That, that's the other sister that we, we really don't know much about. Yeah. yeah. Big old question mark there. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, you're right. You're right, Chris. There is a lot of things coming together, but there's still a lot of shit we don't know. The more about. we find out, the more questions we have. Yes. It's like, it's like trying to make a rug, but all your thread is just, like shredded <laughs> it's slowly coming together but it's still a hot mess yeah oh man i love it it's the best <laughs> i mean i was quite pleased that there was the journal like i think there's a lot of information to be found in that hopefully could be yeah i, we'll have to, yeah, I think we, have we got we'll thrown see. a very large bone with all the information we were able Blink to get. Dogs, bones. Yeah, exactly. I see what you did there. Yeah, we got a lot of info out of this secret library we found, which is which is cool. And do we t- trust Geneva or not? Oh, freaking who knows. Because so. listen, well, listen to journal. episodes 81, 82, and 83. Yeah, that's, a <laughs> that's a different episode, Emily. But yeah, but the journal said that Alamar thought Geneva was on to him. Yes. That's true. Yeah. Which means she would be opposite him. You would think, yeah. Um, Emily, were you ready to read lots of different languages for a while now, or had that in your back pocket? That uh, is a recent development. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Something I didn't know about. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. I don't, I don't know about that. The casting of the spell was a bit of a happy coincidence, too, actually. <laughs> Because you just randomly cast it before you even found the passage in, like, the previous episode. And then we're still under its effects by the time you got down to the library. Yeah, yeah, I cast it so I could read the speech was on Alamar's desk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh, this is just a speech. This is stupid. I wasted a spell slot. <laughs> I really like the sentence, though, where we all three, I listened to it so many times, <laughs> all three of us said different things. <laughs> I said, like... Let's steal all the books. And, and someone else said something else. And like, Yeah, Chef pretty much always feels that we need to make sure we're on the same page. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> the timing was perfect. That was good editing, too, because I'm sure it didn't completely line up. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's so basically good. summed up the last 79 episodes in that one <laughs> <laughs> five-second instance. Yeah, I mean that kind of does t- that takes us to the end of eighty, basically, right? Like you're, yeah, yeah. Greed gotcha, triggered yep. this alarm, and uh, we're about to roll initiative. So we you we you we you. Yeah. <laughs> we did have someone uh, with a comment here. Uh, ben on Twitter said, "Tell Chris that everything he's doing with Game All Night and his YouTube channel is awesome." Oh, thank you. Agreed. Thank you. Yep. And then he he goes on to say that. Lately, there's been a lot of, uh, or there's been very little of everyone together at the same time in party. We were splitting the party a lot. Any guess on the percentage of 
time we spend apart versus together in the last five or six shows. Are you talking like Mia included? Because I think you three are all included with each other more than Mia. Mm. I think all together as a party, very little in the last five. I think there was literally like 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much as soon as you came in from the uh, end of the party, it's been like, yeah. yeah, that's super true. We all went our separate ways, and that's what I told Falzerin. Like, we show up to this party where we're supposed to go to the elders together, and you ditch us. You ditch us. You make us go talk to the elders. That's. I Absolutely. mean, I know you didn't hear it, Emily, but Falzerin gave some some good reasoning as to why that was the case, which I think is logical. You're free to think that, and should be. <laughs> He was scared of them, I think is a very logical reason. Yeah. No, it's true. But like Mia doesn't know, right? Like three right? day three days with each other. Right. Mia doesn't know. And yeah. she's young, and that's when I heard myself back, like, oh, I'm being so pouty and young. I love it. I can see how it could be frustrating to be Mia. Oh, for yeah. sure. But that's part of what I think you're gonna have to pull out of us in some way. I don't think any of us are gonna share it. We're you're gonna almost have to force us into it in some way. And I don't know that she would. I like what Chris said, where it's like, you stick with a few people long enough, you save each other's lives, there's some loyalty, and like you're naive enough to not even dig deeper, right? Yeah. I think that's true. No, that's fair. Especially if she's inherently trusting like she is, unlike Shakara, who's inherently, you know, just kind of looking at ulterior motives and things like that. And I think... I tried to be the opposite of Bryn. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to figure that out. Like, I think that's... It It will. If Leland doesn't make it bite you in the butt sooner or later, it, you know, it'll happen. My best friend's <laughs> going to be a scion. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got it. one note and I can play it. It's just all your best friends are deep scions. <laughs> that's the only card I got. It's the only card I know how to pluck. So. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Shakar is very flame, no flame. Flame, no flame. <laughs> That's her <laughs> distinction between yes or no. Very binary. <laughs> it's very in character. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess. Yeah. I've had a lot of fun in Heraklion so far, and uh, the fun certainly isn't over. We are still on the island. <laughs> oh, no, it is even, not. even at the end of our future play sessions, we're oh, still fucking here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> We yeah. have these long stretches. There's, um, I think, in these episodes, we read the journal, right? Uh, you read a couple of the passages, I do believe. Part yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Just starting. I, I didn't see Leland throwing me into the story with this book. That was interesting. That was definitely didn't interesting. It, didn't see it coming. Yeah, that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, the, the Thor stuff. What, yeah. what makes you so sure it's about you? Just Mia. <laughs> okay. Mia's little hubris. <laughs> okay, wow, Mia. I'm not- Okay, so you're calling me cocky. All right. So Mia thinks she's a god. That was already written into my character. <laughs> she occasionally wonders if she's part god. Because mm. she obviously doesn't belong to her parents. Most teenagers do. Yeah. Exce- <laughs> well, I'm 20. But we'll call it just out of teenager. I think I'm uh, only ever going to be able to play teenage D&D characters so I can just say I'm being moody and pouty because I'm a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill's like, look, it needs to be role-playing. Not- right. Oh, it's totally <laughs> role-play when she does it. <laughs> yeah, Bill knows. I'm totally not like this in real life at all. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Falzering uh, being, a, being a doofus is also a pretty accurate reflection of myself. 
And deep down inside, I'm Isabella Good. So. <laughs> oh, you're just a portly woman. That explains so much. I just thought you were a Grimby, actually. That's a, <laughs> there you uh, go. It's you're just a, Grimby a, port, a portly little Billy's grandma. <laughs> You you kind of have the Grimby the Grimby style and you just like that's true. Put a corn cob pipe in your mouth and you can kind of go around. <laughs> yeah, he's got the beard. <laughs> uh. He lives by the sea. Captain, why are you wearing no sleeves? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Chris here. I wanted to bring up that we did. Some of us got to play some fiasco with Chris recently. Yeah, uh, Chris has been doing that during the uh, the lockdown here at getting friends together and. And playing online, and Emily and I had a great time. We got yep. sort of kicked off because of uh, <laughs> a little bit of a win. That yeah. was that was pretty intense. <laughs> it was a little scary here. Luckily, we were in the basement, uh, but no, we had a great time. If you have, it's the first time we've ever played Fiasco, and it's another. We've talked about doing different role playing games, of course, with uh, with our group, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully, sometime soon, we'll be able to get an encourageable Fiasco party going. I would oh I would gosh. love to do that. Would it be called a fiasco or like what's the word worse than fiasco? <laughs> Just a normal day thing, for us, really. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The thing I liked about it was it is almost one hundred percent role play, off the cuff improv. Right. And I think that really I think Bill and Elena, I think you guys are gonna Oh, it's up Bill's really alley, hundred percent. He is so have a into good time. improv. <laughs> I think Thinking right on your feet, that's the kind of muscles that that, uh, that we need to really keep on developing. And I think Fiasco is a great way to do that. Yeah, and if you want to hear Emily try to pass off her pet kitty cat as a <laughs> aged tiger, <laughs> then you definitely need to watch. That is super that was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's a big cat. It's, it's a, a big, big cat. cat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really big cat. Wasn't it, wasn't it a lion, though, that she was lion. trying to pass it off? Yeah. I don't know. They, they were doing both at one point because they or forgot. Because yeah. I forgot what it was. Yeah. It was lions and tigers, yeah. Because it was a... a I think it was an orange tabby or something like yes. that. And I'm like, okay, I can see that being a tiger. But then it was supposed to be a lion. I'm like, that, that's a bit of a stretch. That's where they lost you, eh? That's where <laughs> yes. that was. I'm out of here. You know, it was actually really weird hearing Emily role play in a voice that wasn't Gozer or Shakara. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down one thing on my page when we started was tranquilizer dirt. <laughs> I was going to work that in somehow. <laughs> it's uh, like it a Leland Sticky Note that's like, give them Barry. <laughs> and then uh, the week, the next week, we had Leland on there. Yep. I got to see Leland as, uh, what was your character's Captain name again? Bravado. That's right. A.K.A. Tim Id. <laughs> yeah, it's Tim Id. It yeah, no, that was really fun. I, I did notice, though, in some of the scenes I was in with other people, that I, like, automatically went into like dungeon master mode where I just like let the scene like play let the role play right. <laughs> play out. And I didn't even realize I like in it. wasn't actually contributing <laughs> because I was so <laughs> invested in what was happening in front of me. Just like being entertained. Yeah. So so I think I think what what I, I saw that too and what came out of that was I'm like, I wonder if I can selectively like if you're not actively in the scene just kind of like turning you black and white so oh interesting oh, that'd be interesting yeah. oh so that, the like fun that. right the fun thing about doing the show is like i i run it all on my my software and i can tweak and have fun with it and do whatever and i'm like i can do different things and i'm wondering if i can make that happen i think i can that would be cool that's awesome yeah 
Uh, you want to plug your channel name before we forget to say it so people oh. can watch if they want to. <laughs> so I, I'm, I stopped doing my late night talk show, Game All Night. Um, we got about 69 episodes in, and I thought that was the perfect number nice. to end it on. <laughs> nice. So I did. Um, but, you know, now I'm just kind of doing goofy stuff. Like uh, we're doing Fiasco. We do live plays every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Who's on the next one? Uh, so the next one's kind of uh, exciting. I have uh, Mandy, uh, Mandy Hutchinson, Paula Deming. Uh, let's see, Chaz Marler. Ooh, it'll be good. Ruel, uh, oh, I forget Gaviola. his name. Gaviola, thank you. Oh, I, yeah. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Uh, and Joe Joe Sandow's coming oh, on. Oh, wow. So, that'll be fun. So we got, we got like an all-star cast. Yeah. That'll be think, really good, yeah. I think we're going to a haunted mansion, I think is. Oh, or no, no. They they bailed on that one. It's going to be a museum. We're doing it. So. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah. That's cool. Worked out all the kinks with the riffraff before you get the A-listers <laughs> on there. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I can't control tornadoes. Well, so that's know. true, yeah. There's only so much. No amount of that, software that tweaks can uh, help you with that one. That's for sure. Which, look, look I've been recording stuff for like, <laughs> what? Going on three years now and recording a bunch of stuff that that is the first like weather induced big yes. problem we've ever <laughs> had. All right. I mean, John was already in the basement, right? You're good. That's right. The best part, if no, if anybody watches it and you know it, it gets long, I get it. Um, the end when the power's out, they're just like lit by the light of the TV. <laughs> you got the power backups just beeping in the background, and we're like. Guys, it's going to go. Like, we have no idea any minute. And we just start hustling. And then next thing you know, they're just froze. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was very dramatic. It was very dramatic, yeah. Is, I like the way yeah. you tied everything up, though, and blamed it all on us. And <laughs> like, we made all of it and everything. That was an easy thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. just, they're not here. Blame them. <laughs> yeah, and then you're doing some cooking and your prep work for the show and all kinds of good stuff on your channel. Yeah, so I just do, um, like, I do this because I've been kind of doing um, a lot of uh, freelance work and other stuff. So now I just do this little series I call Chris Does Stuff because, you know, I can't say shit. Um, <laughs> but put that in your head whenever you see that. And, uh, like, I, I cook once a week. I, I do graphic design once a week. And usually another week might be drawing or whatever. Uh, and I do that, what, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday at like 2 p.m. And I just, yeah, whatever. Some whatever back comes tattoo to art. What's Sharon think of all this time you're just spending away from her doing stuff? So Sharon's working. Oh. So. so she probably appreciates it. You're busy. <laughs> yeah, to a point. I mean, it's like we always we always worked opposite schedules anyway. But like, you know, right now she's actually home on the weekend. So it's like, you know, I try not to do too much. Uh, on the weekends but she still works at Kohl's they're still shipping things out of their stores and doing stuff so yeah so she knows that she knows I just I have to keep busy I have to have stuff to do and there's another segment that you do the um the heavy uh 18xx games oh yeah because well. <laughs> you know I'm not busy enough um, we do an 18xx podcast video show, and we do. So I've been doing some live plays of that too, and that's uh, I do that under wheel tapping because that's kind of my my heavy train nerd side. 
Can you explain what 18xx is in a sentence? Because I don't even know what it is. It's a heavy um, financial and strategic simulation that kind of does tile laying, um, financial purchasing and buying, and then route building. So it kind of has a lot of different parts. That's the name of the game, 18xx? That's like the name of the whole genre. And then there's like a ton of games that kind of fit in. They all kind of behave the the same way for the most part. Railroads in eighteen years, yeah, eighteen hundreds. Yeah, they tend to last like you know. The sh- we played a short game the other day, and it was like two and a half hours. But you know, they get they they can hit four hours pretty regularly. Ugh, boy, oh boy, did we have any business to take care of? I mean, we just wrapped up a contest too, right? Did we announce that winner? Oh yeah. yes, the Beholder contest, right? The mini miniature. Fella on Instagram won that one. His name is Chris S. So that's exciting. I think he's been chatting with John about wh- what mini he wants John to paint and all that stuff. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Got it on order. He's going to get a uh, young red dragon. Ooh, hey, nice. Uh, cool. Sweet. That's what they call me in high school. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you were out in the sun too long, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, I predominantly wore a wizard's robe, too, in high school, so that uh, helps. <laughs> didn't help. You were a magic dragon. Didn't help, yeah, didn't help the cause. <laughs> Let's please, Emma, Photoshop that Leland in high school in a uh, wizard's robe. <laughs> oh, boy. ASAP. <laughs> well, that might be good patron-only content. So, speaking of Patreon, I mean, we got some stuff we're going to be doing for Patreon subscribers here soon, right? Yes. Yeah, we hit our first goal. So that means, um, what does that mean again? Oh my gosh. <laughs> mini campaigns? Four mini campaigns. Yeah. yeah. First of all, Four if you have subscribed in any way, you get inspiration. So give us the inspiration. Oh, that's you got to tell us, you got to tell us who gets it, which character, or give it to Leland. Tell us, DM us, who do you want to give inspiration to? Blake Lakely, of course. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> NPC inspiration. <laughs> Might be a hundred more episodes, but you'll eventually see Blake Lakely. <laughs> get inspiration. If he isn't going to win the brackets, we got to get him something. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, we got that. We got some uh, some different RPGs we're, we're looking into playing. We're, uh, of course, we're going to do uh, Fiasco, hopefully Paranoia, I think, with Chris. Is the plan, and then at some point we got to schedule that, and then I'm going to DM a paranoia, outright paranoia session with you guys at some point. If you want to guess with that, role. I am totally down. I love paranoia. Was the first role playing game like I actually ever got to play? Ah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. holds a holds a special place. The GM is actively trying to kill you. <laughs> it's great. Instead of unintentionally. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, what well, I did. GM one session of Paranoia a while back, but we had, I think people. it was nine or ten people. Ooh, yeah, that's so much. It was, it just, it, it grew hard. out of hand yeah. and it was, it was just, yeah. it was fun, but just too much downtime for everybody. So I'm looking forward to a four player. Uh, that would be fun. John, this is your opportunity to get back at Leland. 
Oh, <laughs> the great thing about paranoia is you guys are going to get back at each other. <laughs> I just get, okay. I just get to help, uh, help along. Chris, and your experience with paranoia, you said you've played a few times. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I actually even used to run a, a a. Here's the throwback, people. A bulletin board that like people used to have to dial in with a modem to. That was actually called Alpha Complex. Ah, because it was based on the world that paranoia is set in. That's that's fun. You know, report to the termination booth, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited about that. Yeah, it seems interesting. Tales from the Loop's another one we're looking at. I've been watching a little bit of that. Amazing stories kind of feel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The the show's on Netflix if you... I think it's Netflix. It it helps put me to sleep at night. I I just can't get through it. Oh, no. That first episode is just so... Like literally, I've fallen asleep twice trying to watch it. Oh, they were good. Some of them are super sad, though. Yeah, I think so too. Is it like uh, an anthology type show, or what? It actually you is a, like a, a different characters. There's, there's like ten characters, and you and each episode follows a different one. That their life and a different okay. person. Okay. It links up mm-hmm. and, and things, but now I mean, I I had heard of Tales from the Loop. I'd never played it. I knew it was an RPG. I saw it pop up on. Uh, you said. Amazon, right? And when I, Click. I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta watch that. It wasn't what I was expecting, but it did make me want to play an alternate '80s universe. Yeah, well, game. well, and like the art book in in the the source material too is very provocative of the setting mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, I think it does a great job setting the tone uh, as you're kind of gearing up and 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 making your characters and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. I've only played it one one time. Um, but it was good. It was good. And I think we're also, I mean, we're going to be taking a step back to uh, uh, Emily DMing a one shot here sometime soon, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'm about halfway ready. Ooh. Oh, it looks so scary. I'm Happy Jack's Jack's That does look house. fucking terrifying. <laughs> Happy Jack has like a hundred teeth. If you have that fear of clowns, uh, that, yeah. She did ask us first and I should I have lied. Yeah. <laughs> I should have lied. Yeah, clowns aren't really like a big fear of mine, but that looks terrifying. Uh, Yeah, I've read through the whole thing. I'm super excited to do it. Cool. That's good. And some of us for (sighs) sure are going to be reprising our one-shot characters from uh, the the Clockwork Tower. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Jacques. certainly will be making an appearance. Mm. Jacques was a a listener favorite, so I'm sure people will be excited for that. I mean, what is Jacques without Pam? Gotta have Pam. A dynamic duo, yeah. Jacques don't stick without the Pam, so. <laughs> I mean, the point of Pam is to not stick. But anyway. I was going to say, right? <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. You oh, walked right into that one. Come on. <laughs> Slid right by that one. <laughs> Slid right by that. I mean, I am going to be tying down my scarf tight. That's all you got. <laughs> I've got some new jewelry. I've got some new bangles for this and this uh, one shot. I'm so excited to wear my new bangles. <laughs> Just hit that little record button. Just saying, people. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jacques will certainly be dipping into a fourth class if my stats uh, allow it. <laughs> we'll see what he's just gonna be level one of everything. everything. That would be unbelievable. That would be the best character ever, right? You could just do like nothing. He's just like theoretically, he'd be <laughs> the best baseline ever. 
as your current mother figure, Jack, I gotta advise you against that. Oh, that is man. not advisable. It's kind of like no, it's it, it's called the liberal arts track. Apologies to anyone who is a liberal arts major. Can you though? Are you? Oh man. <laughs> A lot of cool stuff coming up, so uh, I mean, we got keep time. Well, some of us have time. Some of us are still working. But... Yeah, some of us are still working. <laughs> Who are they? Who has the time? Uh, well, we'll work it in. We got. I mean, within the next couple of months, we're really got a schedule quite a bit. Oh, I do. I did have one last thing. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot. He's gonna laugh when he hears that. We are having our next NPC guest is Matthew Jude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. FYI, we're actually recording with him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. That's right. Almost so be on completely the forgot. For <laughs> Easy it's, to forget. Uh, it's going to be how many episodes away, though? It's going to be a few. After That's true. Episode. Yeah, I think his character needs to have Tourette's just so that it would oh. it would explain his constant outbursts and shouting at irregular oh. intervals. <laughs> shouting <laughs> with a German accent. Oh wow! Oh, <laughs> I love it when he gets into his German shouting. Oh, it's fantastic! How many episodes <laughs> we got, Leland? Already recorded. How many do you think? Um, um, four so to six, I think. Maybe more yeah. like five. Yeah, yeah. So it actually won't be as long as it normally is. Usually it's like two months after recording with a guest and this this coming out. Um, I mean, March Madness chewed through our buffer, you know? Yeah. That's how we wanted it. It did. Yeah, yeah. it did. Because yeah. March was all this party. <laughs> yes. I don't like when yeah. we take two-month breaks from playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather keep it a little tighter and be you know a couple weeks out from release i think we can probably do a better job of doing that now because i'm done school i mean i guess a handful of us are still working but life's a little bit less crazy i think for for some of us anyway which will make it because i mean it's five of us to to figure out a time which is difficult but second goal of patreon is uh hiring an editor so that we can play all the time I don't think Lillian would give up that control. I was going to oh, say, find okay, out what sorry. Matthew oh, Jude's wait. rates are. Hold on. That, uh, wait, that includes Leland giving Jude up Jude is not touching this fucking show, I'll tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky he's getting a fucking Leland guest NPC spot on it. <laughs> you'll, just have, you'll just have a laugh tracks inserted here and there. He's like, before we continue I'm on the this laugh show. Track. Just want to. <laughs> Emily. You single-handedly. Emily is the laugh track. Emily, not drunk, so, is a laugh track. All the time. Yeah, that's... Join us on Patreon and you can hear three minutes of Emily. Oh, we life. literally do have I'm three straight not... minutes of Emily laughing at the end of one episode. Not listening to that. Oh, it's so I tell good. you, though, I, I think, like, the drunk episode would be a great stretch goal. Ooh. All of us drunk? How drunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, you must not listen very carefully, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We may have already heard everyone that. at the same time. It's like I don't know that an episode would happen, but maybe it would be our most cohesive, most you know, vulnerable oh, yeah. episode yet. We would be telling each other everything. It would make no sense. Or it's the drunk shot instead of the one shot. Oh, yeah. I like it. Are you paying for the morning after pain or what? For myself, the most I've ever had to drink playing was actually when Bryn died. That first session we played of Chapter 2, it was like a bottle and a half and a That's why you were laughing so much. Okay. That's why we forgot about Shakara's aura. We were all just like... (laughs) Just goon. Yeah, the next morning after the bottle, you were regretting it. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Getting old. Getting old.
Speaking wait, speaking of getting old. Oh, are we yeah. gonna Yeah, I thought I was this? thought I was gonna get away with it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Please me, don't me, sing. Me, Please don't. Me, 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 me. I was just gonna say happy birthday. Thank you. If there's one birthday present I would like it to be for me to not have happy birthday sung to me on an after party. I agree. That's or in general. Are you gonna talk about the amazing <laughs> that, birthday I sang to you? There yeah. was a note I I held for like I did. a minute. <laughs> I don't need to know what gets Falzern's motor revving here. Okay? Oh, uh, get out on Falzern the highway. Falzern and Bill are not the same person. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I, uh, I think there's actually evidence to the exact contrary that was literally stated like half an hour ago. Yes, I today is my birthday. I'm 29 years young. I feel great. You liar. <laughs> yes. Now you're older than your uh, your player character because you made Falzerin 32 to reflect he leveled your up age, with me. correct? So it's Falzerin's birthday too? It Falzerin's sure is. 33. Happy birthday, Falzy. Yep, 50's right around the corner. So how'd you celebrate your birthday, Bill? Uh, we ordered more sushi than... More sushi and more desserts than any two people should ever eat in one sitting. <laughs> yep. We supported our local nice. businesses. Yeah, we ordered some sushi. We ordered. We went to the local uh, bakery place and bought some a, a a slice of cake, some gelato, and what was the other thing we got? Um, we got cannoli and we got cheesecake and we got cake. Dang. Jesus. I felt very unwell last night when and I went to bed. <laughs> it was fantastic it was good that was worth we it. celebrated last night because i had to work today but yeah yeah and you played video games all night we sure so. did um till midnight oh wow wild wild wow that's what happens <laughs> when you get 33, 33. Hold, on. hold on i'm not 33 yet <laughs> you're 33 at midnight that's a rough Woo. one yeah let's wait that's... till you're 50 <laughs> start hitting at about nine o'clock let's try not to remember that john could have been our dad you know? that's right a young dad Maybe Chris. I don't know how old Chris is. We're not going to go there. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, 49 this year. I was going to say, Chris and I go. are pretty close to the yeah. same age. You would have had to have been like a 16 or 17-year-old father. I mean, I'm pretty sure that we just remember Leland and I are 88, and that's when John graduated high school, right? That's, that's how right. we remember that's the right. age gap. Yeah. yeah. So, 89. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Oh we're boy. we're eighties babies. We're like we're barely eighties babies. Like it doesn't we're even 90s really count. Kids. Yeah, we're nineties. We're nineties kids. Right. Yeah, we're like Super Nintendo and like light up sneakers. All the amazing nineties like, cartoons. Yeah, see what I gotta deal yeah. with, Chris. I mean, you gotta have something for sympathy. We for, are millennials for here and there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> everything do. is fine. And everything is fine. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this bitch up. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Chris. Like a birthday uh, present. Tell us where people can find you. Again. Again. Well, we haven't, we never, we never actually said anything. Oh, yeah, that's true. We got sidetracked. We never gave the actual. I used to have a show. No, I did. I did. I did. I just do stuff. Um, But you can find me on basically Twitter and YouTube as Game All Night Show, and that's night spelled N I T E. Great. Awesome. Yeah, yes. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it. It's been like criminally long time since we've been meaning to have you on in some type of capacity yeah. on the show. I mean, you were so kind to have us on way back. I think it was after party 15. You had us on it your show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks so much for being able to join us. Um, <laughs> sincerest apologies in the wait. <laughs> As you it's, can tell, we're not very organized. Yeah. 
We're nothing like our party at all. <laughs> Scheduling's already hard enough. I totally get it. Yeah. And looking forward to some fiasco Absolutely. Here, so. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'll gladly take you on a uh, very scary trip that usually ends up in a wood chipper somewhere. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how it goes. That works. <laughs> I'm not going to look any further into it. Let's just go. Surprise. There you go. Chris, why don't you kick us off with the outro? Um, well, you know, thanks so much for having me here, guys. I hope that you have continued great success. And uh, I've been Chris from Game All Night, and I played those 15 characters, and you need to find the voices. So um, <laughs> hashtag me with them. Whoever guesses them all gets to win. Um, John's going to paint the biggest thing you can find. <laughs> And, uh, Cthulhu, death may die. So paint your house. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Send him a small child. It'll, he'll take care of it. Well, that's a great lead in. I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I've been Elena and Mia. I've been Bill and Falzerin. And I'm Isabella Good. Happy adventuring. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> See, we just need Chris to end it. That's, uh, that was the best one we've done yet. <laughs> it was. There was a quick second where Bill and I were like, which one of us goes first? We forget. Every time. No, that that Every second time. was me waiting for you to go. <laughs> okay, so I forgot who goes first. Excuse me. Oh, that's funny. It's Ticket to Ride with a bag of mystery pills. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, the bag of pills is bad. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah, that would be an end of the show blooper. Jeez. All right. <laughs> yeah, listener, Emily was cleaning out her closet. Take that for what you want. And she found a bag of mystery pills. I made a bag of mystery closet. pills. I had bottles Need of that PDR. pills that expired. It was getting rid of them. So. There you go. Find the PDR and Expired doesn't out. mean anything. You can still get the buzz. Well, it's, okay. <laughs> Pills that we would no longer needed. So just dumped them in a bag so I could throw them away so they wouldn't just be loose in the trash. No, flush them. <laughs> That's what I do. Oh, yeah. Flush them. Take them uh, to your local you, pharmacy. Let the fish get stoned. I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, let the fish get high. <laughs> Got to feed Cray Lakina something. Come on. <laughs> That's right. Kray Lakina just wants to party. That's what he's been about the whole time. That's it. He's like, give me the blue ones. Give me the blue ones. Not the purple ones.